0: Welcome to the Lead More Podcast. I'm your host, John T. Meyer. The Lead More Podcast is the show where we sit down with leaders of today to help inspire and create more leaders for tomorrow because I believe the world needs more leaders. I also believe everyone is a leader and that was a conversation we had in this episode with our guest, Raina DeBoer. Raina is the chief culture officer for the city of Sioux Falls. You heard that right, a municipality, a government entity has a chief officer. So we talk about what does that mean? How did that role come to be? How does she do her work? And of course, in a government context, how do you measure it? How do you justify it? What's the ROI of that? You know, I think we think of company culture really born typically out of you know, Silicon Valley startups or um, you know new kind of tech companies, but it certainly is not that in a city is a company in itself. And so we talk about that. Um, some really interesting challenges ahead for the city when to talk about the great resignation that has come out of the pandemic as well as a wave of pending retirements from the baby boomer generation. So some really fascinating conversations here with Raina DeBoer. She's got really good vibes. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. So let's take a listen. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Lead More Podcast. I'm here with my friend Raina DeBoer from the city of Sioux Falls. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you.
0: Official title, chief culture officer. That's That's pretty awesome.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: (laughs) Uh, Any idea of how many cities have a chief culture officer?
1: Yeah, I can't tell you exactly. Um, We're certainly on the forefront of it. Yeah, I would think Um, so. do, Do people in other local municipalities have a role of helping guide and shape culture. Yeah. Yeah. You just might not have this title. Yeah. And certainly cannot say uh, that there is a position like this held within a mayor's office in another uh, municipality, but maybe this podcast will bring them forward and we'll learn more.
0: (laughs) You can find them and (laughs) create a little cohort. Yeah, for sure. Um, So new role, new title, but you were not new to working with the city. You had been in HR for 12 years? About 12 years. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so is this something that you ever saw yourself doing or maybe you never even realized it could be a role?
1: Yeah. Uh, I would say it could be a role. No. No, you didn't really see that coming yeah. or happening. As no. far
0: as a career uh-uh. trajectory. No.
1: No, not really. Um, the work of culture though, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, that work was, that was something I always had a passion for uh, and always tried to build, steer. Yeah. Influence. And I'm guessing
0: you were doing before we even called it company culture, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Um, yep. So is the credit, go, does it go to then Mayor Paul, who came from more of a startup uh, world? Was this a big initiative mm-hmm. of his, or was this something that you were saying we should have this? Like what mm-hmm. was the origin of that role?
1: Uh, certainly all Mayor Paul. Okay. Yeah, definitely yep. him uh, coming in, um, Having that passion and that value, really understanding what culture means from a business standpoint, yep. and stepping into the government space, especially at a local municipality, we're a business too. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah, and so he really wanted to bring that into into our into the city and have that be a standing legacy, right? Like that's one of the things he wants to leave his mark on is that, uh, yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I remember having coffee with him when he shortly, maybe even right before he just announced he was going to run and he told me, or maybe after, but he said like, you know, there's 1800 employees in the city. So I get to when else would you have a chance to lead Mm -hmm. 1800 people? Whereas our types of businesses are generally more in the dozens or potentially hundreds. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of clicked it, realizing, yeah, it is just like a business, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and so were you involved? Because one of the first things that he did that I thought was pretty easy, like low-hanging fruit, was mm-hmm. come out with core values mm-hmm. for the city. Did you get to be a part of that process? I did. So talk got about to that. I to be a
1: part of that. That was um, amazing. It was a really great experience for our whole organization. And um, especially so for our leadership team. We had come off of uh, – a two-year run with, um, you know, some challenging times, challenging leadership. It was it was tough. We were really ready for the care and the direction of Mayor Paul to come in. Sure. So that uh, that was really exciting, and we did it in a in such a simple way that made it easy for as many people to get involved in, as possible. And it was just it's just a simple survey to ask the yeah. employees like. Yeah what do we value here yeah. what does it mean to be a great public servant yeah and uh he uh, just given you know like we had mentioned earlier some of the work that i had been doing in hr and in the organization mm-hmm. asked if i could help him pull together a team of people to go through all that data sure and Then he put his marketing wizardry on, right? (laughs) And then we magically (laughs) get a logo, get
0: a tagline, yes, all
1: that good stuff. Yeah. And then to be able to march that out and just really create this new identity of public service and build that pride and that passion back into it.
0: And so, you know, we all can be kind of armchair experts and see, oh, did did this culture shift? work or not, but you were inside before and mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. What did what did you notice when we decided, hey, we're one Sioux Falls, we have these core values, we mm-hmm. have a mission. Mm-hmm. Did you see a change?
1: I absolutely saw a change almost immediately. And I think what's interesting is if we can just talk a little bit about the psychology of culture, yeah, right? Let's do it. There's quite a bit about that. Uh, you know, he first walks in, brings in Erica Beck, rock star, Erica Beck, chief of staff. Brings in this new energy of caring for people and this one team meeting. Mm -hmm. What's a one team and one Sioux Falls. What does that mean? So you start to put some definition around what those things mean. And you've got a group of people no different than any other organization who are a little skeptical.
0: Sure. Is
1: this for real? A lot of fluff. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Is this going to stick? Is this for, is this really what he means? and then you just keep punching at it right you just keep going you keep doing the definition you pull your leaders you create that psychological safety you show these are our values and we're going to hold ourselves accountable and before you know it you know you get about a year in and everyone's like holy crap this is real yeah. this is great
0: yeah and i've spoke yeah. to like the police officers yeah. and i've asked them if they know the core values and not everybody in the room but more than i expected yeah yeah. You know, so that stuff starts to stick because I think that's a question of mine is can this live beyond an administration?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, what happens when there's a new mayor? Do we get new core values or mm-hmm. does the city keep believing in these same things?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you keep talking about it and you keep demonstrating against what it means. Sure. So you just can't let, you can't let the, you can't let the, the, foot off the gas pedal you just keep going and you find those opportunities and communication is everything um and and communication and action those two together and you just start you just keep demonstrating and showing that this is real yeah this is what we do this is how we do it And before you know it we're all we're all in it yeah yeah
0: well let's shift to some of your work that you're focusing on in your role yeah um so we know that you know one of the reasons why this role was necessary is is workforce like that's oh, a big issue we hear in our city right? all the time mm-hmm. and Amazon's coming and this company's coming mm-hmm. and the hourly rate is now this mm-hmm. and and so what what keeps you up at night as the chief culture officer is it that or is it something else?
1: Um, I think a couple things. Uh, well, I would describe what you're talking about as a little bit of a war on talent, right? <laughs> that's it's good. a war on talent, <laughs> yeah. and. And I think the other thing that comes to mind is um, you've probably heard or read about the great resignation. Yeah. 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 So what an awakening, if you will, that we've had as a nation, as a society, as humanity through COVID, through the societal. And um, it seemed
0: like we were first talking about that in terms of age, like baby boomers. Yeah. And now we're we're just talking about anybody. Anybody. Who maybe had a realignment of. Yes. of their values or their goals.
1: Yes, yeah. And you're finding people who right who are like what's my why? What's sure. my why? Yeah. What's the legacy I want to leave? And life is short. Where am I going to sp- spend my time? And for those people who work full time, they you're spending more time at work than you are yeah. sometimes with your own family. So yeah. everyone's on a position of I'm going to make that a great use of my space, my energy, my time. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm in it to win it. So I want to be a part of an organization where I can live out my why or where it's congruent with that organization. So I feel um, really lucky that the city has a calling uh, public service service mm-hmm. yeah. is noble work. Totally. It is noble work, and the servant mindset is very real. So people can come to our organization fill fulfilled beyond so it's not about the money it's about the impact and the difference that you're making in this community but we got we got to tell that story better yeah so the war on talent is real and we need to tell that story a little bit better so if something keeps me up at night it's That's how good. are we telling our story
0: so that idea of servant leadership would maybe be your weapon in the war on talent it do absolutely you think? Yeah. is yeah okay mm-hmm. uh, yeah. um and as a culture person, and someone who helps, you know, I know you do speaking or consulting, who helps people find their why. Do you ultimately think that concept of the Great Resignation is a good thing? Right?
1: It can be, absolutely. It, I mean, th- not
0: meaning that people should quit, but like no. at least reevaluating. Yes,
1: reevaluate and find that that uh, way in life to really flourish. And do something meaningful, and it doesn't matter where you're at, right? Yeah. You know this really well. <clears throat> I'll take that incredible employee for three years. I'll take and I'll get the absolute best yeah. that I can, and I'm going to pour into that person and help them be even better. And if they walk away and they go, you know, continue their their bad yeah. self somewhere else, all the better for yeah. us and our organization. You can that be we've, a proud we, uh, right, parent yeah, almost, yeah, yeah, proud parents.
0: <laughs> Well, I think the idea of like, uh, I think what's the line someone told me one time, like, what if I invest in my employees and then they leave? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the counter is what if you don't invest in them and they stay? Right. (laughs) Right.
1: right. Yeah. You, uh, you can't do what you don't define. Mm -hmm. So you define this greatness and you build and you develop your people to that. You can't be afraid of them to leave. Yeah what you should be doing instead of the great resignation is the great attrition. So how are you creating this greatness that mm-hmm. they don't want to leave? Yeah. Right. Like they that. don't, they don't want to go um, or it's a really hard decision for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so how is the city thinking about that when, you know, even your role, right? Like it's, it's, it's tax dollars. So we have to explain the why we have to justify it. We have to probably show some sort of measurement mm-hmm. or ROI. I suppose that, In terms of that war on talent, money is probably not the first thing that the city can lead with. Mm -hmm. So how do you know? We talked about the servant part. What other aspects you try to recruit? We're thinking about
1: flexibility,
0: remote work.
1: Yeah, right. Yes. What are those other um, other benefits? And I think too, um, it's often underestimated. This goes back to telling our story piece, John, is that we have so many different professions under one hood. Uh, you People underestimate the opportunities that they could have hmm. in a local municipality. I mean, just think about it. You go from a librarian to a police officer um, over into finance, uh, step over into public works, and suddenly you're an environmental technician and you're basically (laughs) a science geek like you're doing some really scientific heavy stuff so out at landfill people always laugh but i'm like you don't understand all the science that goes on out there it's a highly technical position so we we have to tell that story a little bit better too so the variety piece is there we need to work on the flexibility, um, and we are working on that. We actually just had a conversation two weeks ago um, to step into kind of like a work-life project. How do we do a work-life study? So what do our employees need in terms of flexibility, benefits, right? Yeah, All yeah. of those things that make work doable, Um and and help people maintain that fulfilling personal life which is all gray right there's yeah, no yeah. you don't turn a switch from one to it's all the same stuff so
0: yeah that's good yeah that's good yeah um yeah when you talk about all those different job titles you forget the diversity within mm-hmm. an organization like a municipality right i mean you do obviously we have you know racial diversity age gender but just uh, background yes. sort of degree uh, interest, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. and given enough thought of that, yeah, so.
1: I always say to people we're about thirteen hundred strong. Um, and one of the most challenging parts about this role as chief culture officer actually isn't it's not necessarily the size because we're really not that big. It is the diversity. Sure. So then, when you think about the the heart set, the passion set, the drivers, the skill set, all of that, compare and contrast what that temperament of a librarian is compared to a police officer. Yep. So we've got to have some glue that keeps all those people moving towards the same target of service. They just, they, you do you right. They just do it in a really different way.
0: Yeah. If you think about it as like a, a campaign to recruit or attract Mm -hmm. talent, like we can do it to get a designer and then probably replicate that to get the next designer. There you go. But the way you're recruiting, yeah. Uh, somebody in landfill versus finance probably pretty different
1: very different yeah yeah
0: so one of the things when your role was announced in the city and of course had to get approved by city council yep was um this concern about workforce and how they estimate almost 20 percent of the workforce in the city government will retire by 2024 it's
1: quite a wave
0: yeah so (laughs) how do you think about that yeah i mean that's good that you guys are already thinking about that Mm -hmm. because it because you, you can't start too early, I suppose.
1: Uh, I don't think you ever can, right? Yeah. Technically, succession planning starts the day that you interview with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yes, for sure. So um, that has been a priority and will continue to be a priority. And I don't, again, I don't mean to keep saying this. I don't think it's just the city who's feeling that. I think Absolutely, are, I agree. Yeah, lots of other organizations. So um, it's, it's tough. Uh, for any leader in any um, department within our organization, because we are a growing community, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. There has been a lot of change that has occurred. Think about the change that has occurred just in the two years that I got sure. put into this role. So creating this space to be really deliberate About that entire employee life cycle and really uh, putting deliberate and intentional energy to say, um, how are we looking at not only just the retirements, but also those critical roles? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because you've got some people that aren't necessarily in that retirement space, but there's a whole world of opportunities out there. Yeah. What if that lynchpin role? Yeah. yeah. What if they go? So- um really, building new processes and systems in the way that we um do work that we think about that's got to be a priority that gets built into the strategy, yep
0: yep of that's how smart. You do business yeah yep. that's super smart, yep, and part of that story as well, like you said, so it is um along that lines, we talked about sort of the justification of the role mm. and, and that's just how politics and government is we have For to, sure we line item everything's transparent and yep. So you don't have to convince me about the value of culture, but how do you convince a city council about the value of culture when it's still probably considered a fairly new idea to maybe some?
1: Yeah. Uh, Not only city council, but also, you know, our residents who maybe don't understand what this work is. It doesn't make sense to them. And we even have, you know, businesses who are just starting their journey of what does, what is this culture thing and what does it mean? Um, So, I always like to come back to the performance side of things, right? When your culture, the environment, the air, the vibe, Mm -hmm. the feeling, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the pulse that's around you, uh, the, the trust and the ability to truly let an employee's full potential come to life. You create the conditions. I just, I've always loved that term. Like a leader's job is to create the conditions. And technically, everyone's a leader. So it's about, yeah, yeah, right? Oh, man, we could do a whole podcast just on that. (laughs) We'll save that one for later. Um, (laughs) When we create the absolute great conditions, not perfect, because there's no such thing as perfect, but just really great conditions, our public servants can think, do, and deliver their best. Yeah. What more? What you know, what more can we say? That's that's just a that's a beautiful commitment that our organization would make to invest in our people in that way so that they do the absolute best they can to keep the quality of life of this community at its best.
0: Yeah, so you focus on the conditions and then get out of the way and let them do their job. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah. And you, you, you hardwire some expectations. You can't do what you don't define. So these are some defining elements of our culture of who we are and how we need to think, be, and do. Uh, and then you do you. Yeah, yeah. You go do your magic at landfill. You do your magic at the, at the library.
0: So you can't do what you don't define. That kind of reminds me of that marketing line. I'm sure Paul used this. So like mm-hmm. you measure what or you you manage what's measured, or you oh, measure what's managed. I can't yeah. remember the way that one goes, but yeah, uh, he's a metrics person. Yep. Um, do you guys have metrics of culture, employee surveys? What do you, how do you yeah. think about that?
1: Yeah, we've got um, we've got three kind of metrics that are um, observational, a little bit in the works, and that has to do with performance review systems, sure. type of things. Um, and we also do pulse surveys. Employee engagement surveys. Yeah. So we have a really robust platform that we use. We survey the group on a quarterly basis, gives us some great metrics and a whole bunch of input ideas, suggestions. Uh, But what I love about the system is it gives us an overall aggregate number, gives you an aggregate number per team, um, but then also helps to identify what are those drivers of engagements that really make people tick and keep yeah. them passionate and mm-hmm. moving? So, those then we've got so those driver scores too. Got it. Yeah, it's a great system.
0: And some dashboard I'm sure people yep. look at and
1: yeah, yep.
0: And it's so custom, I mean, it's so individualized. So, as a manager, that's what I think what makes it fun, but also difficult, right? It's like mm-hmm. you sit down for a one on one meeting and you almost got to put on a new hat, <laughs> knowing what Raina or Nick or Maddie or whoever, what, the, what makes them tick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So let's, we'll kind of wrap here thinking about leadership. I don't usually ask this question, but you kind of laid the, 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 the seed there. Mm-hmm. So what is your definition of leadership? Because I agree mm-hmm. that everybody is one, mm-hmm. but what would be yours?
1: Uh, I've always loved um, that thought that leadership is influence. So to me, it's that you are a positive force of good. Mm. That's leadership to I like me.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And if anybody's ever heard you or hasn't heard you speak, you're, I, I like that you, you have a good, like, to me, you, you radiate, like, good vibes. Mm-hmm. And, like, you want to make sure that a team or a culture and organization <laughs> yeah. just is just kind of, like, vibing and getting along. Yep. And I suppose that's that influence piece.
1: Yeah, for sure it is. Um, it's not about avoiding conflict, though. Sure. Because that's part of the good vibe. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than than a healthy uh, dodging something back and forth a little bit until you get to a place where you're like crushing it. Like, boom, that's it right there. That's a great idea. That's the right approach. That's the right decision. And it's only through all of those, you know, thoughts and ideas and vibes that get yeah. sat on the table. You need them all so that you can get yeah. to the right decision.
0: That yeah. uh, radical candor. There right? you go. I'm sure you yes. read that one. That's yes. a good one. Yes. So, if someone's listening and is a leader, and like you said, it doesn't matter if it's government or private. Um, yeah. 1,300 employees, or you know, 18, like Lemonly. Yeah. Um, where should a leader focus their investment in culture? Whether it be an investment in time, an investment in financially,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, personal development, growth. Mm-hmm. Where, where should we start?
1: Um. I would start, uh, I, li- I like a multiple, kind of like this tiered approach. So you start with self, and then you look at others, then you look at the community, and then you look at the world, okay. right? So you'd go self, and then your immediate team, um, which might then go to an organizational level that goes to the community and then out into the world. Yeah, call me kooky. I think you can influence the world from the little spot this where is you like the,
0: the butterfly <laughs> flapping their wings right on the other side of the world. <laughs>
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So start with self, right? Yep. Start with self. I would say that's the first the first place and to do. Is that
0: looking in the mirror? Is that uh, going on a personal retreat? Is mm, that
1: it could be. Someone Depend. asking
0: you tough questions.
1: Yeah. It depends on uh, depends on what you need. Um, but the the your own self identity, right? Um, your initiatives and then your inputs. To me, you, you are your own culture
0: first. Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, start there. Uh, and then I think for certain, it is looking at your senior leadership team to say how cohesive are we, um, A, just as a team unit, um, and are we all... Do we have a good culture level set? Have we as a leadership team made it clear what our strategy is? What is our business strategy? And then what is our desired culture? Because they aren't different things, right? Your people and your strategy come together, and when they intersect is is where you get that great uh, culture. Right? Yeah. It's what you yeah. practice each day. So that, without a question, we can all say the, the senior leadership team in any organization puts out a vibe.
0: hmm Mm-hmm. yeah that vibe
1: radiates throughout the whole yeah. organization. Sets the tone. Yep. Yeah, totally sets the tone. Um, so there's, those would be places to put that investment. But I think, what is your desired culture? What do you need to be great and define uh, your business strategy and then the behaviors, actions that you need out of your people? And then figure out how you're going to create systems of inspiration and uh, accountability.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the city is an interesting case study, and I think there's always a lot of um, fear or maybe trepidation of like, uh, well, changing culture is slow and it's going to take forever mm-hmm. and it's going to be a huge time and commit. You know, the best time to start was yesterday, and if not yesterday, today. Yeah. Um, and there probably isn't a slower, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but slower yeah. organization than a city municipality, yeah. right? Yeah. In terms of red tape and age and. Um, Just the organization's been around a long time. Mm -hmm. But it seems like you're getting quick traction or results on this work.
1: For sure. I think there's a little misconception that things move slow in government. Are there parts and pieces that move slow because of red tape and rules? Yes. But when it comes to what do we believe in? What is our purpose and our why? um, What is the the leadership that we want to see at each level of of the organization i'm sorry that flies fast cool totally flies fast because you're talking about you're talking about human dynamics you're talking about human chemistry you can change that you know this you sure. can change that in 10 seconds yeah right
0: yeah. And one person can change that for the Completely. better or the, or the worse, right? Yes, like, that's true. Um, I think that's always the line. I think Reed Hastings from Netflix is a culture is always under construction
1: mm, yes. and
0: you never, um, there's no finish line, no. right?
1: Mm-mm. It's, it's not an like infinite oh, game. Our work is
0: done here and you walk away. No, you yep. keep going.
1: Yep. Like yeah. Like Simon Sinek, it's an infinite game. That's you good. just keep applying energy.
0: Well, let's finish a little bit about you. Um, hmm. I don't know if you're, I think you are, you just referenced a book. So right, if you're a reader, what's a book that you recommend to people oh, often?
1: Well, I just said Infinite Game. It's a great book. It is a good one. Uh, I got to tell you, I am just finishing Think Again with Adam Grant. Mm-hmm. Holy Mind Blower. Okay, like you,
0: Is that his new one?
1: It is a new one, okay. yes. Yeah, that book is amazing. Really, really good book. Yeah. Cool. Yep.
0: Um, and a question I've asked, the show has only existed during a global pandemic. But it oh, probably the, the question is relevant prior to, but how as a leader do you de-stress? How do you unplug from your work? Because mm-hmm. I think that's important to self-care as a leader.
1: It is. Yeah, you need you you have to your capacity is at the foundation of your human potential, right? Your capacity. That's your mind, body, spirit. Um I love fitness. Hence the pipes, right?
0: (laughs) If we had, uh, if we we had had a camera, yeah. I'm not sure if your headshot justifies like (laughs) fully explains the pipes.
1: (laughs) I've always been a fitness junkie, so uh, I find great decompression, de-stress, and just a complete reset through a great run, a great spin class, hit the CrossFit gym, cool, whatever, whatever the the venue is. I'll I'll take that. That's I'll great. take that high-intensity hit.
0: It's an easy way to recharge, the, or the quickest way to maybe recharge oh, yeah. the batteries. Yeah,
1: the physiological benefits, uh, the psychological benefits. It's, it's beautiful. It's great. <laughs>
0: um, you'd like this. Uh, maybe you even used this question, but the interview question we use at Lemonly is, what's your superpower? Mm-hmm. So it forces us uh, Midwesterners to brag about ourselves a little oh, bit. Yeah, like, what do you do we best stink at, do Yeah, we? exactly.
1: We totally stink at that my superpower um uh, lots of folks will tell me they really appreciate the energy that i bring um which is uplifting and empowering right mm-hmm. uh i would say though to me personally my superpower would be reality testing which sounds really boring and dry um but I think I've got the ability to be able to really facilitate and navigate at the table okay. to be able to say what's real, sure, right? Uh, what, what's our purpose and where are we going and how are we going to close that gap? So sometimes we get a little crazy or we get off on on a different tangent or uh, we can't see the forest through the trees, right? So. I think a superpower is just helping people see what's really in front of them and identifying the clarity of well, where do you want to go, yeah. and that's empowering.
0: And that's a little like, hey, time out, time out. step back. Yep, yeah, yep. Clarity break.
1: Clarity yeah. break. Yeah,
0: we say at Lemonly, our mission is that we design clarity, so we're oh. we're along, we're right with you on that word. We love that word. Yep. And so the last question we always ask on the show are the leaders who have shaped you mm. as a person, whether you know them or you've studied them.
1: Yeah. Um, my grandmother was a really good role model to me. She was your um, Northwest Iowa farm woman uh, growing up through the Great Depression, and she's that woman who knew everybody on the block, which is the country block, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, extended (laughs) block. Yeah, totally
1: extended for miles. A very faith-based woman, so. Uh, the values that she instilled upon me. She taught me a lot, of, even about the uh, the importance of being active and physically fit. You know, she Hmm. did. Hmm. I'll never forget her being, you know, well into her 70s and uh, plopping down on the floor and putting her legs out in a V and then just touching her nose to the ground. Like (laughs) you got to stay limber so that you can keep gardening and, you know, all those good things. So that's that that spirit. And she took care of everybody in the country, you know. So she she taught me a lot. And it's through the years of life that you realize what she's given you. You don't realize it at that time, but. Yeah. Um, And I had a really amazing uh, supervisor at Avera who had always left an impression on me. She could pull me into her office and just completely kick my butt and hold my hand at the same time, Hmm. right? She'd just completely like, you're way off track, and then absolutely empower you. So you'd kind of get this butt chewing, and then you'd leave feeling like, I can conquer the world. She's amazing. Yeah, that's not easy. No, it's not. So I thank her for a lot of that perspective and some of those great uh, gifts, if you will. Those Um, are great. Yeah, those are two people that really come to mind.
0: Yeah, and I love your point about how you ta- we take little fragments from people, mm-hmm. and like you said, sometimes we don't even realize until later. Yeah. what we've learned or and there taken. It shows. So yeah. Well, this was a great conversation. I'm 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 proud that we have you in our city, well, and you. excited to watch your work continuing on. It's an honor. I know that a lot of this uh, compounds upon itself, and so mm-hmm. a lot of the work you're doing is probably just starting to reap some of the benefits. We're
1: just scratching the surface. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Keep going.
1: Thank you for this opportunity. Thanks
0: for coming on. And that was our conversation with Raina DeBoer, the chief culture officer for the city of Sioux Falls. Thank you, Raina, for coming on. And thank you for listening. Remember, we drop new episodes of the Lead More podcast every Thursday. You can find them wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe on Apple. You can click follow on Spotify. And we always encourage you to to leave a review if you like it. You can leave a review if you don't like it too, but definitely leave a review if you like it. And thanks again for listening. Take care and be well.